We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Heron, Dan Wiederer, and Ron Hughley joined us. That was just perfect to digest the football weekend. And we also thank Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin, Brandon Fryer, Kevin Lapka was in, I believe, today. Connor O'Donnell helping us out on Twitch. So the it's it's now Bears season. That's it. The Bears are on the clock. The Bears are in charge. The Bears are in control. Just ask them. They can. Right? I, love, I love how they sent that out today. <laughs> Kevin Warren making a difference. A press release. Seventy three days love until it. the NFL draft. Love it. Go ahead and do it. If, if you can't, if you can't enjoy it, then what's the point? Well, I mean. Uh, to ask much of the established media, the point was to win games. <laughs> you think they're sending a press release out 73 days ahead of the draft if they have the second pick? No. So you won the offseason. Now you get to promote things. Thanks, Lovey. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Lovey Smith. Shout out to Lovey. Yeah, but no, that was the press release was funny. The tweet was well-timed. The second the Super Bowl ended, the Bears were tweeting out their hype video for the offseason. Like, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last piece of confetti hadn't even hit the turf yet. <laughs> They're like, the offseason is ours. Meanwhile, I was inundated with texts and tweets and things saying it's baseball season. Shane Reardon said it today in our little pregame. He said he walked outside this morning and it just felt like baseball out there. I mean, Pitchers it does catches this week. It does feel great. The last couple of days you go outside and you're in the sunshine and you start thinking. And I've actually seen a bunch of fathers and sons getting the mitts out in the south on the south side and playing a little bit of catch. Oh shoot. Go over to go over to Bradley Sports or Bash Sports. That's not on the and, south side. No, big big <laughs> big or the, or the Hayward Clinic. Lawrence, you should go to the north side. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> saying big, big sports down off of uh Western. I'm talking about literally not a we don't complex like big sports. Dan. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like just a father and son outside finding some yard or pavement, playing catch, not actually going to a hitting academy and doing stuff. Just, but what's the spin rate? Right. <laughs> Where are the cameras, Lawrence? Where's the rap soda? Yeah. There, yeah, they're there. Got a little baseball broadcast news mixed in yesterday with Derek Jeter joining the Fox Group. I don't know how I feel about that because I I do think that inside of the documentary we saw more of his personality but now i'm worried he's just gonna kind of go back into jeter speak and i i'd prefer the guy that i saw for most of that documentary but i don't think that's who yeah, I'm i don't getting. know it, it, i didn't give that documentary a minute of time <laughs> i didn't get I, 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 I didn't give it a, a second of time but most people that i read i the, people seem to like it there I, was some interesting stuff and especially the stuff with <laughs> with Alex Rodriguez. I think the thing that the the biggest takeaway that I got from it was Derek Jeter's mom is a gangster. Really? Mhm. Okay. You you want to talk sideways about her little biracial children? <laughs> she coming for you 
and she's not messing around. Like it, it's who talked bad. Like who is she? When they first receipts on when they first moved in. Like like I'm talking about like their lives. Like oh she, back in okay she, I understand. She was the one like you want to you got a problem? We, I'm about to make a problem for you. So Good. that was cool. And the A Rod stuff I thought was really interesting. Mm, well, like it exposed how, him. Yeah, it did. And 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 honestly, the the interviews were so good that it exposed a lot of people who covered Derek Jeter. I think that was another good takeaway of people being like, uh, "Oh, okay, I see. I see why he doesn't talk to you. I see why you you're not a serious person. That sort of thing." <laughs> it was produced by him, right? Yeah, he was yeah. produced by him. Um, I forgot the director's name. We had him on, and he was really good. <sighs> Shoot, yeah, he was good. The, the guy, the New York guy, yeah, and and he did. Like, it's a great soundtrack, similarly to um, to the Last Dance. Like, it's a really well done soundtrack. Randy Wilkins, Randy, yes, Wilkins. yes, he was Randy Wilkins, <laughs> my man. Sexual chocolate. I heard you guys talking about um, Brady. How you thought maybe Brady. Lawrence, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to paraphrase because you were talking about Bradshaw. Yeah, doing my, the end. my my here my suggestion for Fox for this Super Bowl. Once we knew that Brady had retired, mm. what I would have wanted as someone who was producing content was Brady doing a sit down with both quarterbacks and him presenting the trophy. Sure, would have been great, but I, I think he wanted to take the year off. I just agree. Wanted, doesn't want to think about it. I thought of Brady yesterday when I saw Elon Musk sitting with the Murdochs because that's the other half of his job is he's going to be the guy who sits with the Murdochs. And I thought that I, I bet they offered that seat to Brady first. I will put money on the fact that they offered that seat to Brady. He said no. And then they're like, well, who else could we sit next to that would make for good TV? I thought that was Kevin Burkhart's worst moment. He was put in an A impossible spot talking about those those two <laughs> yeah, like, like what are you supposed to i mean i guess say nothing you could say nothing or you could or say there's the chairman them. of fox sports yeah, yeah. and fox news yeah fox you could fox, just fox. You could just mm-hmm. do that just identify them instead yeah. of kind of being like oh look at all of the genius the that's brilliant. going on yeah. in that yeah. full slurp mode yeah I'll, I'll tell you what i thought was burkhardt's best moment was after the mouthpiece that looked like a flag he had a very real moment of saying, can we get a mouthpiece that's a different color than the flag, please? Yeah, I mean, I misidentified <laughs> it. I, I, don't, I don't blame him. I understand I've been saying that forever. Thing. I've been saying whether it's the Vikings or the Chiefs, those are the two teams that, that wear more of that blaze yellow. There absolutely should be a rule. <laughs> it's the flag yellow right. mouthpiece. You, that, it screws it's everybody crazy. up. It's ridiculous. It's the same thing like an umpire will stop a game if a pitcher has has a patch of white that could possibly be seen as distracting to a hitter, confusing to a hitter, hmm. or know? anything with the the batter's eye, right? Yeah. If it matches the color yeah. of the batter's yeah, eye, also. Like, if some yeah. kid got a white balloon out there, they'll stop the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was an all time Super Bowl. I thought that was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. You had two great teams, the two best teams. Playing at the peak of their offensive the, the, powers. The, the, the bad field takes that off the table for me. See, it was so, it was inexcusably bad, and it, it it bothered me the entire game. It was a very competitive, exciting game. Yeah, they were both playing in the same I know, c- conditions. But, but, but the, you, you, you took away the Eagles' pass rush. 
Completely. If that, they, they, if could, that really they could was not that, rush the passer. If that was that big a factor, that that sucks. Because Chiefs did a very nice job of mitigating that pass rush in a number of I ways. I mean, it took away both pass rushes, though. Not so much. Because the, the Eagles one is much more interior than exterior. And those guys... Chris are, Jones those, is like the best defensive lineman in football, But though, right? they, they all said they were slipping. No, no, I... I all I, of them. I, I, no, but, but that's an all-time great defensive line. And that's an equalizer for yeah, Mahomes. I don't right. believe that it was. I don't believe that it was. An all-time great defensive line? They statistically were compared to one of the easiest first-place schedules we've ever seen. Yeah, but we did see them. We saw Redick, you know, destroy a game in the playoffs. We saw him doing that. He kept falling down. He couldn't rush the passer. Which was, the field thing was, it was inexcusable. I don't really get it. I don't really understand how there isn't more uniformity on NFL playing surfaces. I, I know that not everybody wants to go to the turf, and then if you're growing real grass, it's different based on climates and things that I don't understand. And they bragged about it. I know. They said we've been working on this for two years. They it cost a million dollars. Here's George Toma. They trotted out George Toma. Somebody called him the sod father. I believe it was a USA Today article. How dare you, how sir? How dare you, sir? First of all, how dare you? Yeah. And, and 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 that's supposed to be perfect, but what they have in Green Bay is the answer, the DD Grassmaster, the hybrid, and it should be uniform. It should absolutely be uniform. I just think there's got to be enough money in the NFL to figure out how to make it uniform. Like, I'm not saying I know how to make it uniform, but I just, I, it's kind of insane that everyone's like, oh yeah, we're playing at MetLife, someone's going to suffer a huge injury. I'm like, well. That doesn't make any sense. It used to be Veterans Stadium. There's a game there every week. Like it's, it's your number one media market, and like all of the players hate playing there. That's insane. I, I, I mean, it, it was a truly great game. It starts out in the fourth quarter. You're like, wow, it's still on the table that Mahomes could take this thing over and win it. And then he does. After Hertz was the story the whole time, and there's plenty to talk about with both quarterbacks. But you can't just divorce it from the ending, which was a bummer. Even yeah. if it's the right call. It's a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a bummer, but it was when Bradbury says I held him and I was hoping they wouldn't catch me. I, I open and shut case? Yeah, and you can't kind of like I don't, I don't I don't have much more to say when he says that he committed a penalty. You also can't really stand on the ground of arguing the converse that it's up to a back judge to decide when something is or is not enough of a foul. Yeah, I if you see it and it, it, there's a foul, you call it. I get the argument of players adjust to how a game is being called all day, and that's the first holding penalty call of the entire game, that, and it's at the 58-minute mark of the fourth quarter. I, I so, so if they've gotten away with stuff like that the whole game to not get away with it late is just as bad as getting away with it late when they haven't been getting away with it during the game. I, I get it. Like I get that player's argument. But if the player who committed the infraction said, yeah, I grabbed and tugged on his jersey, I was hoping they didn't see it, I can't get upset about a back judge. But how about the the impact of this and, and this issue? Uncatchable matters for pass interference, but not for defensive holding. Should uncatchable be on the board as a reviewable option by a crew? I don't know that, that pass is uncatchable if he's not held. Oh, but... You look at the amount that he was held and the effect that it actually had, the impact that it, it actually it had. It broke stride. 
It, it changed direction and broke stride of the player. Oh, I don't think it did that. I, I think he held onto the jersey for a split second I did, with, with a, a couple of fingers. It did not look like it broke stride you and sure? changed direction. We, yeah. could, we could do an experiment right now. <laughs> what, where you hold my shirt? Yeah, you tell you tell me if there's a, enough resistance to change you well, getting from point A to point B. As you know, that's I'm a why pretty, he did it. I'm a pretty good comp for Juju Smith. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's yeah. That's it's true. long been said. I always <laughs> said that about <laughs> yeah. you. Especially the Juju. Lawrence is a regular James Bradbury. <laughs> the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I generally agree with you, though. I, Juju I think, Dave Schuster is who I, I've always preferred. I, I, think, I think everything about the day was pretty Shooting good. for the moon. I, and just the, I mean, <laughs> there were so many like X's and O's football things, man. The Chiefs outrushed the Eagles. How about that? The Eagles are the number one running team in the NFL. The yeah. Chiefs ran for more yards than them. The, Chief, the Eagles are the number one sack team in the NFL. And they they didn't none. sack the quarterback. And I know you're saying that that was because of the field, but I think it was also, I also their offensive line and the game planning. I thought the offensive line played better than what they've looked like. I do think the, the field conditions played a role in it, but also Patrick Mahomes' decision-making ability. It's so good. And, and what they did, man, what, what the they choices. did, one, two, three, throw, one, two, three, throw. The recognition of the defense that they were in yeah. for most of the game. And then Patrick's recognition when they would change and disguise defenses, when he goes, oh, they just moved from cover two to cover zero. We're about to make a big play. His recognition of, oh, the guys on the outside just turned their backs and there's an open lane for me to get up the field. Now's the time when I'm going to take the risk on the ankle to make a play down the field. Mm. He's exceptional. We we were really granular with Matt Bowen talking about how the Chiefs win on the formation and how they can come out of a huddle and they motion part of it but where andy reed should get a lot of credit for it it doesn't work if the quarterback doesn't sense it if the quarterback isn't steeped in it and that relationship and that understanding the same thing i hate to do the same thing that that matt Nagy was chasing and chasing and chasing for whatever reason but they've they've got that that unmeasurable connection i thought they said they said the some of the reporting that came out after the game was that Eric Bieniemy put these plays up from the Jaguars game on the board and said, "Look at what they do if they're in man and we show jet sweep, like they overcompensate, they pass it off, and they try they basically shift with you to try to have an extra defensive player, and you can uh, wall off them mm-hmm. on on and one side on the back they side. overload, and, yep. and they did it for both." Second half touchdown passes, they were wide open. There's the one play where <laughs> Darius Slay is like, wait, where'd he go? Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's over here. But it's like because that- Reed had the counterpunch ready because they do that jet sweep stuff and they know how the Eagles were going to respond to it. And then he had counter punches and he saved them until the fourth quarter. And and they completely pants him both times. One, Kadarius Tony stops his jet sweep and runs it back. The other, Sky Moore, just kind of stops when they snap and is like, okay, here I am wide open. Thank you. How about that? Touchdown for me, a rookie. I, I, left, I left that bowl more impressed with Andy Reid than Mahomes yesterday. I thought that was Andy Reid's. I mean, look. They were bo- both incredible. They're both incredible, and their partnership is truly the story. But I, I walk away from that thinking about play design and scheme and all the motion and all the pre-snap stuff. And it's like Andy Reid owned that second half. Inside of Twitter, like when Mahomes hurts his ankle, 
and and whether it's Twitter or it was on the broadcast, and people, oh well, oh no, now what's going to happen? Well, first of all, you saw what happened last week or two weeks ago when he he really couldn't do anything on the leg. You know what's going to happen this time? This time it is worth it for him to take whatever happy juice he needs to take to get on out there because it's the last game of the season and he's going to be able to rest. So you know what's getting ready to happen? Patrick Mahomes is getting ready to happen. And they were down 10 and pitched a perfect game in the second half. Yep. Not hyperbole. So everyone's like, I'm going to remember this for the field or I'm going to remember this for the, the, the penalty call. They ran the entire second half, scored on every drive, touchdowns on every drive, until the game-winning field goal with no time left. Where they uh, could have had a touchdown, but refused it. And that's zero the only penalties, time they- zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks allowed. One second half incompletion that was on a throwaway. It was literally a perfect half of football in the second half of the Super Bowl down 10. Yep, no negative, play, <laughs> no, no negative plays except the kneel downs. To kill the clock. Well, so, like, I, I don't. That was <laughs> that was incredible. And Jalen Hurts, other than the fumble, amazing, he was spectacular. spectacular, unbelievable. Some of the throws he made, <laughs> that sideline throw to Goddard, was probably was unreal. Yeah, that the place where he puts the ball to allow AJ Brown to go and get it. The, there were the the numbers leading in. Uh, he was worse outside the pocket than inside the pocket this year. And the first play outside the pocket I saw was like, oh, that was a little off. But then he made incredible throws running to his left. And that's what they outrageous. were trying to do. Yes. And, and he just he, – he was amazing. And that's, that, that's your Bears dream well, right there. Th- it's an funny you say that. built around the quarterback who can do everything. Because I was overlaying in my mind's eye when – on a couple of the designed runs and one of the scrambles – when he's up to speed, and I'm just thinking, ooh, Fields would have been past that guy. He would have been past that guy. He might have juked that guy. And then you just start to get all tantalized because, and even some of the medium distance passes where Hertz sets his foot and throws it there, Fields got a better arm. Yeah. And, and like, it's some of those that are, that are getting into small spaces. Once Justin gets it, once, once it really starts to click, there are there's no limitations. You got but you gotta surround him with everything. It's a great spot for him for, for Hertz to be in, but he was remarkable in that game. He was not, he was not the product of a system in that game. He made plays that elevated the guys uh around him consistently. And yeah, like I was it, saying to Dan, that fumble happens to seventy five percent of quarterbacks in the NFL. They're gone for the rest of the game. They're thinking about that moment. They're not able to bounce back. He was able to bounce back. And then in that moment where you're like, man, Jalen's got to make a couple plays. He makes two of them. You know, Clearly great between the ears. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. Very clearly great between the and ears. Be- and, and, you know, I was going to say below the waist. And I do mean it in terms of the strength of this bottom half. He can squat but 600 I, pounds. I, been well, been well I can't documented. say for sure that he's great <laughs> below the waist. I can't. There's no one you rebate. He can't attest to that specifically. Uh, we got Jarrett Payton. He's going to join us in about 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a moment yesterday. <laughs> Jared and Brittany out there. Like, and then this Dak and the Eagles fans were not having one second of that. <laughs> Which fandom would be most likely to boo the Walter Payton Man of the Year? <laughs> All of them in that context. 
Bears fans 100% boo if that's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. In that, it, of it's co- true. Of course they do. You're getting ready to play the Super Bowl. You've been drinking all day. Your hated rivals getting his name shouted out on the stage. <laughs> if, if you can't boo in that spot, we don't get to have sports fans anymore. Speaking that's of- not booing Santa Claus. That's not cheering Michael Irvin being paralyzed. That's, that's booing your rival when you're about to play for the championship. They don't want to be reminded of the Cowboys in that spot. Speaking of drinking all day. Props to the the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the 600,000 people that attended that tournament. And, man, there were some people w- gone by 11 a.m. dancing on tables. I mean, if you looked in the background of what was happening in that Coliseum on 16, have at it. And you must have a lot of disposable income or you've got a flask in every pocket. Did you hear Lance Lynn with us, Super Bowl picks? No. From the Waste Management Open? No. no. Was he wasted? (laughs) Yeah. old bastard. Lance Lynn. Lance, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I'm sitting here at the Waste Management Golf Tournament. How many beers in are we? Oh, I don't drink. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Who's going to win the Super Bowl? What's the score going to be and why? Man, Chiefs in the over. Yeah, there, my Chiefs man. Chiefs in the over. Lance knows. <laughs> man, after my own. I don't gamble, though. Right, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't, don't gamble. Or don't drink. drink. Huh. Must be tough okay. for you out there to find friends at the Waste Management Open. <laughs> I know. I'm over here by myself in the corner. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's great. He's <laughs> funny, dude, great. man. It he was, is quick and funny. It was very funny. He gave us a good minute, and then I texted Joe Kelly, and he, he was supposed to be on the segment. He texts back, sorry, man, no, no service. I'm at the Waste Management Open. I said, dude, Lance was just on 30 seconds. <laughs> and you're texting us. He's standing right next to him. Yeah. He's standing on the phone. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That was, it was fun times. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was wild. Yeah. And, yeah. and th- now that CBS has different people in charge of their golf coverage, they don't have to come and say, well, this is, people behave differently here, and this is, mm-hmm. like, they they leaned into it, it and they had fun, and their broadcasters had fun, and it was it was a perfect way to. They got me up to a half an hour before the game. Yeah, we started eleven in the morning, went from Hulu to Golf Channel to, C- to CBS, and got all. I just had to buy me. I said I got a half hour of Kong Skull Island before I switched over <laughs> to the anthem. Don't tell Danny that you were watching something streaming on Hulu. There's a delay. You can't live bet on it. Yeah, you can't. That's true. I'll, I'm going to be the last one who pays for cable. I'll be the last one to cut my cord. I thought you cut your cord a few months back. That was to prevent more children. Oh, yeah. Of the thank, 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 oh I thought you were going to go with an umbilical cord choke there. Uh, that's not nearly as funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did do that too. But yeah, Jared Payton going to join us in about uh, 20 minutes. Got some other surprises we will probably pop on over the course of the show. But as we put in the big rundown today, we're going to talk, uh, talk Super Bowl today. That's a good call. That was mm. our plan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.